Welcome to our Roots Say That We're Sisters podcast. This podcast series is sponsored by the Marquette Forum with support from Marquette University's Office of Institutional Diversity and Inclusion and the Haggerty Museum of Art. It's an extension of a Marquette University mural project to highlight and uplift diverse women-identified individuals whose images and contributions have been systematically made invisible. The artist, Mauricio Ramirez, used photographs of BIPOC women associated with Marquette as inspiration for the images in the mural. The Our Roots Say That We're Sisters podcast preserves the stories of female-identifying students, faculty, staff, and alumni who've used their gifts to make a meaningful impact on others, especially those who remain unsung heroes. I'm your host, Sheena Carey, from the Diedrich College of Communication. Joining us today are Julie Aleman, Jr. in the College of Communication, majoring in Corporate Communication and Advertising, and Wendy Pettis, a senior in the College of Business, majoring in Business, Marketing, and Entrepreneurship. Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Well, welcome. Thank you for joining us today and being willing to share your stories. So what exactly are those stories you'd like to share with us today? Sure, I can start. Well, as you said, I'm Julie. So that's meeting you all if you're listening to this podcast. I start at Marquette in August 2020 as a freshman. And my little story is that when I came here, I came with just with a goal. And I'm almost finishing with a lot of more. But I initially wanted to help my Puerto Rican family peers over there to understand that limitations are just those that are in your head. I didn't know English when I came here. I felt ashamed at some moment just because of the whole history about the U.S. colonizing Puerto Rico, having some folks that knew English, and I didn't. But then when I came here, I was just like, that's just a little piece that you, it's just a little challenge, and then boom, I'm here. And right now I'm an example to others, hoping, going back, and give back what they gave me that was just like pure trust and also love. And keep helping other young people trusting themselves that they won't need them. It's not just about the language. It's just about them and also how they can contribute to this society. So, yeah. Thank you. Welcome. And then I'm Wendy Perez, as Sheena Carey mentioned. I am a Mexican-American student at Marquette. And I come from Mundelein, Illinois, which is a northern suburb of Illinois. And my parents are from Mexico. I also come from a big family. So I have five other siblings. And I chose business because in high school, actually, I was really interested in the medical field. And I did some pre-college programs in the medical field and was in some medical field clubs. But I took a class in high school that was just an intro to business class, and I really loved it, but I was a little bit intimidated about going into the field just due to the stigma of business people, and so that kind of made me hesitant a little bit, but I knew business was the route that I eventually wanted to go to into, so I took that strive and, yeah, ended up pursuing business and ended up at Marquette because it's pretty close to home, and also there's so many activities on campus that really interested the school to me. 
So normally when we do these interviews, it's just me and one other person. But now today we have two. And I'm just wondering a little bit, how did you guys find each other? (laughs) That's a funny story. So freshman year, I used to live in O'Donnell. And she used to live in O'Donnell, which is close right now. You used to? Okay, cool. (laughs) So one day, I think I was in the bathroom. And then Wendy complimented my share, or I complimented her share. And then I noticed, like, she speaks Spanish. And I was like, oh, are you Latina? Do you speak Spanish? Because I was really looking for people to speak Spanish. But because my English was really limited at the moment. So I needed to talk. I'm a person that talks a lot. And that's how we met. Yeah, I think I complimented your shirt in the bathroom. And from there, it just sparked. And I think you mentioned that day that we should get to know each other more in the basement of O'Donnell. So later that day, we actually had a conversation with, I brought my roommate along too, but we had a conversation for like three hours. It was pretty long and we just got to know each other and we were really cool. And then there was a point where we didn't even see each other for like a month. And then I don't know how, but we got in contact again and just living on the same floor. So yeah, it was kind of crazy how we met and then like for a whole month, we didn't talk. And then just because, I don't know. And then now we're like really close friends and here today together. So you're Puerto Rican and you're Mexican. Julie, you're Puerto Rican. Wendy, you're Mexican. How have your identities informed the choices that you've made thus far? Well, for me, I'm also Dominican, by the way. I forget to mention that. So just growing in the Latino culture, it was really significant because at least in my environment, we focus a lot of like helping people. So everything that I do mostly is drive because I want to help people and I do it just because as my sort of happiness, I feel good doing it. The decisions that I made just coming here came from that, you know, I wanted to be an example for other students because I feel in a way that I know that a lot of students will feel like, oh, I don't know English, I cannot do more. No, you can do a lot. It's just a language. It's just really like a language. And I think that just that and also just community books you also just again I found myself in just like an adjustment here on market and when I was in the adjustment I was really anxious really stressed and I started thinking how can I help people how can I help students and then Wendy joined me and I think that every choice that I make it's because of my own values that I learned in my Latino culture over there so yeah for me my identity has really informed my choices in being a a woman of color has definitely impacted me and even in high school going to getting offered different opportunities and seeing that there was not a lot of women of color and even just representation of people of color I realized that I wanted to set an example and represent to my community but also show other people that are from you know underrepresented communities that anything is possible and working hard, you can definitely get there. Also, being first-gen has influenced a lot of our choices. I'd say for both of us, being first-gen, you know, coming into college, you don't really have a lot of help with just the college process, the network too, and just even like the people you know. You can't go to your parents and ask for help because they haven't been through the process of going to college. So with that too, as Julie mentioned, starting Community Books U which is a free textbook lending program at Marquette University to help first-generation students with the cost of textbooks because we were personally affected by 
the high cost of textbooks and just the transition of college is very challenging, especially being first gen, trying to work, still be involved on campus, but still carrying that burden of the financial issues on campus. And also just coming from a big family, my parents also taught me a lot of values of caring for others. And it was like a pretty collectivist like viewpoint on life on just, you know, always making sure that others are taken care of before of sometimes, but also putting yourself first and just caring for others. So that's where that inspiration for Community Books You and just a lot of my decisions to come from the values that I've learned growing up. So how long have you been doing Community Books You? We launched it, I think that when you guys launched the podcast in 2021 too. Okay. It's been a process that year we were in the, oh my God, I forget the name. We competed in the Brood Ideas Challenge, which is a Shark Tank style competition that is held at Marquette University. And then we won first place. We got a fund. And then from that, we started like making, developing a a website with an alumni of Marquette Computer Sciences alumni. We started like doing research about how much textbook costs for a student, just like talking with the student, engaging with them because we are just here to help them, you know, who better to us. And then we started lending textbook with our lending documentation and everything. So yeah, just like in 2021, we started this. Where do you get your books from? Most of them are donated. We are freshman year, we held like a donation drive and a lot of professors actually donated textbooks, which was really helpful at the time too. And the CI, which is the Center of Engagement and Inclusion, also had some textbooks. And they donated a lot of that to us, too. So that really helped us build our inventory that first year. So within our first year, we even collected, it. I'd say, like, maybe around 400 textbooks. So it was just really, like, um, interesting to see how much support we were getting on campus from faculty, from students, too, from our peers, from our friends. And we also held a textbook drive our, during finals. And I remember that was a very hectic week, but we also got textbooks from the current Marquette students, which really showed that they are really willing to help their peers that are first generation students and just how the community came together. So how has the mural sort of resonated for you? The fact that there is this, how huge this mural is, but what ways has it impacted you? Well, for me, when I see the mural, well, I'm the only Afro-Latina in my family, so uh, I grew up just with a really wrong perspective about my blackness. So it was really hard for me to feel identified with people in Puerto Rico. There's a lot of people of color, but there's not a lot of Afro-Latinos. So just finding just simple things like finding people that knew how to work with my hair or like helping me how to do my hairstyle, things like that, because my mom has a different texture, my sister has too. My brother's has like short hair, so I don't really care. <laughs> so looking at this mural, it just feel like, you know, I'm not the only one person or woman of color. I used to be an only child of color, at least as a woman. And I feel really supported in that way because I know that this mural is representing people like me that identify as a black woman or like Afro-Latina woman of color. So it means a lot to me. The mural also means a lot to me. And I really enjoy walking to class. And after like a long day of classes, walking by near like the AMU Schrader and seeing the mural, 
it really shows a lot of like representation. And also I see myself in the women that are there in the picture and in the painting. And I really like how they all come from different backgrounds, yet, you know, we're all united. We're all one. We're all here on Marquette's campus and making a difference and just how empowering they are too. And for me, I think even the learning about different cultures is really important to me. I studied, well, I did an internship abroad last summer in Australia, which was really interesting. Just the fact that I was living there for two months and meeting different people, seeing how the rest of the world is too. And then I also studied abroad last semester, fall of 2022 in South Korea. And I really realized just how different cultures are, and but also the appreciation with the different cultures and a lot of like the stereotypes that can be seen on campus, you know, being able to go abroad and overseas and learning more about these cultures, even cultures that I wouldn't have thought that I would be learning about. And also just the opportunity to be going abroad and studying abroad, uh, interning abroad really like resonates with the fact that learning about different cultures is really important. But then the fact that you can also do big things and achieve big things, because I had never thought of myself traveling and I really love to travel, but I didn't think about the vast opportunities that are on campus. And yeah, so I think just seeing the mural and just the appreciation of cultures and how empowering it is, especially for us women on campus. What's been Marquette's impact on women of color, do you think? Well, I'm going to talk personally. I feel like for me, it's been the first year I couldn't really socialize with anyone just because I was focusing on learning English. If I didn't do that, then I wasn't going to be able to be here probably. But then the years passed. It's my third year. And I feel like it's improving the diversity, but it's still a work to do. For me, as an Afro-Latina, it's a really interesting journey just because I grew up in a different environment. I honestly cannot tell you what my friends of color, women of color, have been through because I didn't grow here. So sometimes, you know, I feel scared that I say something that can offend someone just because I'm ignorant to certain topics. First, I didn't grow up with the language. I didn't grow up with the Black community. And that is something that I'm still learning. So I feel what I can say for facts, we still need more diversity, but we also need the resources that come from that, you know, just not just the diversity. And I feel that when we do that, we will be able to connect these different people because I look black and I'm Afro-Latina. Doesn't mean that I really understand a lot of things, which I'm still working on that. And I think that if we bring more resources and more diversity and we allow more people to come here from different backgrounds, we will be able to learn from different people from different backgrounds and everyone will be able to understand different perspectives. Like, for example, I grew up in Puerto Rico. I might not understand you, but I want to learn. Or you don't understand what I can explain you. But that's not going to happen if we don't bring more diversity. And I think that we're improving, but I think that we could do better. To go off of that, I think Marquette has been striving for more diversity and inclusion on campus. And I have seen that when I go to other campuses, well, in high school when I visited different campuses, I did see that struggle all across the nation. So I do see where Marquette is, you know, striving for that inclusion but I also think like for example 
the mural as an example. Also, I think Marka has impacted the lives of other women of color in like the leadership roles. And a lot of women of color have on Marquette that I've met are very passionate about certain topics. And I really enjoy like that community. I think for sure having that community of women of color on campus really empowers these women of color to continue striving for more. And just to also relate to their peers that are also like women of color that are taking on leadership positions. So I think in that aspect, it has improved and impacted Marquette's um, women of color at Marquette. But also I do see room of improvement for at Marquette, such as having professors that are women of color, especially in my business classes. I don't really think I have had a professor that was a woman of color or even a man of color. So um, in my whole time here, and I'm a senior about to graduate, so I think there could be some improvement on that just because going to class and seeing that all my professors are white and a lot of my counterparts are also white, it kind of not just motivates me, but just shows that there can be more improvement for diversity especially supporting women of color. Do you want to add to that, Julia? Yeah. I was going to actually add to what I was saying. I feel like Marquette might have some impact on people of color or like women of color, but I think that because of that impact, we have more impact on Marquette. I don't know if you can understand what I'm saying. The movements, what we say, when we ask, when we just show feelings or like emotions or we try making people understand what minorities go through i think that also my market resonate and that's why we are improving and i feel like there's this more like open spaces or like safe spaces for minorities to talk we all could improve we just need that and then just understanding each other respecting and probably taking decisions where Nobody will be hurt just because they're saying how they feel, no matter how they say it, you know? Working on that, I think that could also improve diversity and inclusion on market, which will also support women of color leaders. And then we might have more people representing different backgrounds. So being at Marquette, how has that impacted your sense of self-worth? I think for me, it has improved my self-worth. Coming to Marquette, you know, being first-gen, as we touched on, it's just very challenging on navigating the different roads and obstacles that come up. But having a support system, personally for me, and resonating with other people that are students of color on campus has increased my self-image too. And just knowing, for example, like having Community Books U, that has increased like my skills in a lot of areas in business that then I could later apply to the workforce as I'm looking for jobs. And so that has really helped improve like the self-confidence and the skills too in that area. And also, I think just like in the leadership roles too, taking on different positions of leadership on campus has helped me really like tune into that aspect of myself and just how I lead other people. And it has helped me learn a lot more about myself. And with that, I could use it to grow later on. And just being present in the moment, too, I think definitely college could be hectic sometimes, but with the like different opportunities at Marquette, such as sometimes like the first-gen resources have 
helped a lot. And just having that first gen community has helped a lot. And I guess also just the like words of affirmations that students of color also tell me on campus. It just feels like nice to be recognized and to know that I am impacting their experience and their lives. And I think also with different employers, they have told me a lot of like amazing things on, I guess, just my history and how proud they are of me. I feel like for me, again, it was a journey. So I start from scratch. I'm now, I'm a founder of Community Books U. I'm a co-founder. I was the communications vice president for student government. Never in my life I thought that I was going to be in a student government because I am not really into politics. I was like, wow. But it's my internship. It's really cool. I love it. I have the most diverse department and I can speak Spanish. <laughs> Why not? And I feel like for me, Marquette, of course, not perfect. However, I've been having a good experience. I have been like meeting amazing people that I will, I was out, I will always bring my heart. People like Sarah Fulner. <laughs> she's my thing. She's the advisor and she's been like a family for me since I started and she always believed in me and I think that she always will. And having those kind of two supports really make me think about myself, see like how worth it I am, how much the society needs me, not just because of my journey, but because of the things that I'm like, like discovering about myself that I can use to contribute to the society to represent like women of color, people of color, but also Latinos, you know, and just knowing different communities in here, even when it's not a lot, it just really helped me realize how important it's for me to keep going and also just to keep growing and believing in myself. So I think that's how I've been discovering myself work. Every day is a journey. There are days that, you know, I feel I don't know why I'm here because I'm tired. I do a lot. Every day I have to know I learn a new word in English or a new slang, you know, and sometimes frustrating. Sometimes I'm discovering things that I honestly wouldn't want to, but it's the reality of the world. Nothing is perfect. There are things that are really bad. And that's why the like this world needs people like us, like good people. So I think that for me, Marquette, I just, I feel more mature and independent and that is something that I needed and that is why I came from the comfort zone and now I'm out of that comfort zone and I'm growing every day. What women of color have served as inspirations for you? For me personally, similar to like a lot of people, I would say my mom because she's just very hardworking. She's caring. She always like even calls me about how my homework's doing just like very small details on how life is going so I really appreciate that and having that support system really serves an inspiration for me because I want to be that support system for other people and just being like checking in with people to make sure that they are okay but even with that she just does so much for my siblings and I we are a lot but she even works like to two jobs sometimes and just showing how much that shows like how much she cares about us and everything that she's putting into like us also in high school like it was just so crazy because all my siblings and I were like in high school and she's after work taking us to all these like events and clubs that we're involved with and never you know she really values education and just wants the best for us so that is definitely a lot of inspiration seeing her give her all for us and 
for my siblings and I. Also, just like her characteristics of being caring, as I mentioned, charismatic, and always she's always putting other people first. So I really admire that about her and the long way she goes for all my siblings and I. And yeah, that shows like a lot of inspiration to me because it shows that like I can give back to her in that aspect, but she's always telling me to give back to other people too. So I really admire that even when you have nothing, giving back to other people and especially the people who have helped you and are in the same situation that you were once in. So that's why I feel like she's a big motivation for me on working hard and I want to eventually retire my mom down the road. So that's also like a big inspiration for me, my family, but specifically my mom. And she always also gives me so many like quotes of inspiration and is she just so cute like writing me a couple letters here and there for me it will be my grandma she passed away like four years ago and even when i didn't grow up like close to her because i used to live in puerto rico and she in dominican republic i feel like every time that i went over there she always has something good to say she was also black like me i actually the granddaughter that most like her like that must look like her and for me I feel really proud <laughs> and that's my flex <laughs> if I'm being honest she was really natural she loved her blackness and she loved her black people she was really spiritual which is something that I feel really connected uh not just because of the religion but because of the part where her faith was so strong that I think that it that also helped me to come here and just trust the process, you know. She always said, like, I remember, oh, this, she was really religious. She used to say, like, when I was scared, like, when I told her about things that happened in elemental school, because I used to get bullied for being black. And that was an experience. So she was like, oh, don't be scared because God's sons or daughters aren't scared. You know, he is going to give you this strong. So you keep going. So trust that. Don't be scared. So when I came here, I just remembered that, you know, and I was like, you know, I'm going to go scared because I probably will fail, but I'm going to go. And I did it. And that means that I'm brave. And even when she's not here, I feel that she's my inspiration. She's not here physically, but I feel her in the nature and in my heart. So that's really important to me. And she will always be my woman of colors that will inspire me every day to keep going. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> you both were talking about just how busy you are. And I can't imagine all the things that are pulling at you academically, professionally, socially. But this year's forum really looked at things like self-care, wellness, healing. What are some of the challenges for you in terms of addressing those for yourself? And what are some of the things that you do? I usually, well, I work two jobs. I work as the comms vice president for MUSE, as I mentioned before. I also was that I also work at the desk. Heavy meetings, really time consuming, plus classes. Which is fine, you know, I feel like I'm used to it already, to the classes and everything. I can read faster, talk faster, ask faster too. And I feel really confident about that. But I think that scheduling my thing, it helped me a lot. And also, I put boundaries. If there are things that I cannot just finish, I just tell the people around me if they are going to be affected. And I take time for me, myself, because... My first two years, I tried being perfect and it didn't work. At the second year, I was, you know, 
even when I was performing classes at work, it didn't feel, it, I didn't feel good about it. It didn't feel like satisfying and I was getting a habit. So I was like, just no, you know, there are times I'm not going to be perfect. There are times that I'm going to make mistakes. And there are times that, you know, I won't finish things and that's fine. I'm going to go to sleep because that's important to me. And if I want to keep going, helping people, working, studying, I need to rest. So definitely taking care of myself, putting myself first as my priority actually helped me a lot to finish with my things. <laughs> so I don't know if that makes sense, mm -hmm. but just like mental health, physical health and putting boundaries. And scheduling things helped me to maintain and balance my life, and, like in college. For me, as we mentioned, we are pretty busy. Some, so like, I guess some challenges would be like, for me, time management and the aspect of like having a job, especially last year was a really busy year for me with like having a job, internships, classes, building community books, you and also trying to be involved on campus with different organizations. And so for sure, managing that was a challenge, but I overcame that with just the skills of learning the skills that I have learned throughout college. And also like being first gen, just how you always have to be on your feet. You have to like think quick and being first gen too, you navigate so much. So that all like transfers back into the classroom setting. And one thing that helped me with like academics is, and just my day too, is has been planning out my day the night before with having a to-do list. And I write down everything that I want to get done. And then also like the time that I want to wake up at and when I want to get the tasks done by. And that has really helped me a lot, especially with that busy schedule. And at the end of the day, even if I didn't check everything off my list it still was a accomplishment in that I checked off most of the things and also the fact that I was trying and you know put in that preparation I also use my calendar a lot so that helps for sure and for in terms of like self-care and wellness and healing for me something that has helped was like journaling because just, you know, in the mornings, especially writing down your thoughts and I'm a pretty optimistic person. So like I journal a lot about like how my day went and like looking at the positives of the days. So that has helped me a lot. And also I did this a little bit last year, but meditating for like three minutes in the morning and just being in the present too has really helped, especially gratitude, especially like all throughout the day. But I do it in the morning at, and at night too. That helps a lot on just like how far I've come and being grateful for everything that I have right now because you know life is so vast and even though that there's even though there's challenges looking at that good it's gonna get you through the day and you're gonna be so much more motivated also just keeping in like contact with my hobbies has been really helpful in like I like exploring a lot so sometimes I take the bus like the free bus pass that Marquette gives us and just go downtown. I like thrifting a lot too. So I go to like the third ward. Sometimes have a one thrift store there that I Recitif. love. Recitif. Yeah. <laughs> I love that place. Yes. So that's kind of like a therapy for me, like just like shopping and looking at the clothes and envisioning, like even walking through the third ward and envisioning like what I 
can afford later in the future. And so that has really been really nice. Or just going on walks, going by like the river walk. I like like the outdoors. So stuff like that has helped me a lot in like the healing aspect and just like spending time with myself and being present in the moment for sure has helped, especially just like with the chaos. And then another thing too that's been a challenge sometimes in on campus has been like networking and internships in the fact that for me networking has been really new because networking with professionals I don't growing up I didn't know a lot of professionals I didn't know a lot of entrepreneurs I didn't really know a lot of people that went to college a lot of my cousins don't yeah like I don't have older cousins that are in college or anything so like talking to people on a professional level was a challenge for sure and then with that Actually, through networking, I got some of my internships, so like really showing that has paid off and just being grateful in that aspect of the work that I put in and just being present has helped a lot. What impact do you hope to have on women of color, both on Marquette's campus and once you're out there in the world of work on a more permanent basis? Yeah, I think that I, well, my whole journey, I just want to share my story, but just keep going to and see how this will affect other or like impact other women of color as a student, as a person, and also as a professional. For me, it was like really hard. Just as I, again, coming from scratch and not knowing a lot of things. I'm still learning, you know, so it's still a process and a journey. But just like, I feel like I think a lot about my future kids. You know, I don't want them to go through things that I went through because I think that it's not necessary and also it's not right. Just like being natural, like, you know, at school having like different hairstyles with your own natural hair, you know, there's nothing wrong with having an afro or like just having your own texture, being you. I just want to keep impacting people of color by that you know I got a big shop when I was 16 or 17 because of that because I just wanted to be me and I was like okay there's no one like me and then I'm gonna be me you're gonna be the first one and then I started seeing like people were doing it it became like a thing you know people are like noticing it's good to be black it's good to be me and I just want to keep impacting people like that you know that you can come from scratch you can go up and you can also you will need sometimes to go touch the floor but also go up again because you don't touch the floor in vain you touch the floor to keep like to become stronger so I think that's how I'm gonna be impacting women of color just because you know I don't feel that I see the colors but I see the passion I see what they have to bring what they are gonna be doing with their skills how they like everything like that so that's how I think that I'm going to be impacting them by just being me and also keep doing the good things that I'm doing for me also impacting women of color through my story and sharing my story resonating with women of color I hope to impact them and with that like showing that it really starts from when from within and from your environment too that you have to know yourself from within and really get comfortable with yourself, do a lot of like inner shadow work, but it will definitely pay off. And then your environment too makes a big, plays a huge role in who you are, like what you think is possible. So definitely sometimes it could be difficult to surround yourself with an environment that is supportive, especially with like not a lot of women of color being represented in the States. So, but once you do find like the those women of color and just people that are supportive 
you realize how much impact they have on your environment and your belief. So surrounding yourself with people that know that you can achieve things and believe in you. Also with that, that builds a lot of confidence within yourself, within your skills. And that also like transpires into you believing that your dreams could come true. And with that too, like, I really hope to inspire other women of color by allowing them to know that it's fine to step out of their comfort zone and that growth stage isn't always comfortable, but you're going to grow so much in that aspect. And even in college, I haven't thought, I didn't think that I was going to be growing like this much, but I have grown a lot because I have been putting myself out of my, pushing myself out of my comfort zone and going to different opportunities where there might not be a lot of representation of women of color or minorities, but knowing that I am making an impact for my future self and for other women of color, for them to really pursue their dreams and really just like going for your dreams, visualizing is really important. I kind of believe, I like believe in the law of attraction. So for sure, like that visualization, pursuing their dreams and not letting people stop them is what I hope is how I hope to impact women of color. Do you hope for the future of Marquette as well as your own future? I think that I hope Marquette bring more resources for minorities, especially for those that are not international but still don't know English, like me. You know, I didn't have the opportunity to have the English as a second language help because I wasn't international, so I wasn't eligible. So I have to start learning English like college level. And it was really hard. I think that wasn't necessary because we shouldn't assume that everyone knows English or knows the native English of the United States, which I think that's wrong because there's a lot of people from different backgrounds in the United States. I think that will help make everything more inclusive. Also, you know, if we are bringing more diversity, we have also to know that we have to bring what comes from them too. There are people that come from different places. I feel like I cannot find a lot of foods that I like. And I think that Marquette can afford that, you know, can afford making a space for everyone, making a space where everyone feel like home. Not especially like they're in their home because this is the reality. We are in a home. But at least the food, you know, things that represent them instead of not making, but like instead of then having to adapt to things that they are not used to or like, Things that doesn't represent them because food is something for me. It's, you know, I, when I was homesick, I used to thought about food and I feel like we have more multicultural food or like a store that can bring things like that. That would be really cool. But yeah, especially resources if we are bringing more people from different backgrounds so everyone can feel included and a spaces where everyone can talk, you know, leaders that represent maybe more. I was talking in a class. I think that is really necessary for us to have like a diversity and inclusion, no forum, but maybe like, how do you say when you're at work and you have to take like meetings about like informational meetings? Oh, uh, how do you call that? Like training? Trainings yeah. about diversity and inclusion, things that you could call a boy, for example, saying in class or like things like that, you know, to make like spaces inclusive, especially for professors and faculty. I think that's really important. And. I think that market can do it. I trust market. I think they can do it. <laughs> Very similar to that, actually. I think Julie really touched on a lot of points on, for sure, the resources at market. A lot of the times, I think market sometimes tries to push that 
inclusion and diversity that, well, at least the image that market is very diverse and inclusive. But once students get into the door, sometimes it could be very challenging for them to stay here because of those resources. Even though there may be financial aid resources, sometimes like the actual academic resources, the community on campus is not what people expect. And so like that definitely is an area of improvement. Also with like professors and representation, um, that's like a big aspect too. In as I touched on earlier, making sure that professors are people of color and that they're representing the student body, different leadership positions, and even, you know, like in sports, making sure that there's diversity and inclusion with like, yeah, like MUSG, making sure that there's leadership roles that are very inclusive. And then as Julie, well, yeah, as Julie mentioned, like making sure that there is a welcoming environment on campus for these students of color, because a lot of the times after classes with mostly like white counterparts, it could be like very draining or people could have like imposter syndrome. So making sure that there's environments on campus where that's there. And just also, I do believe that there are, you know, a good amount of resources at Marquette that target first-generation students and students of color, but there is a lack of awareness and especially for the students to like learn about these resources and coming into college too. So making sure that these resources are really pushed out there. And I think just Marquette doesn't really know or sometimes has trouble bridging the gap between the student body and the administration. So last question, what do you want the Marquette community to know about you and your journey? I want to first say I'm really grateful for these people that has been around me. They know who they are. I'm really grateful for the good things and also the not most comfortable things because thanks to that, I've been growing, I've been maturing, and I am more independent. I want Marquette to know that they make a strong woman of color that will represent and will be a great leader whatever I step in the future and right now in the present, which is amazing because of the experiences that I've been through here. Again, I have been having a good experience. Didn't have like the best help at first. And there were things that I have to figure out by myself. But again, that makes me really strong. And I think that those skills, you know, not everyone had those skills. And mostly if you don't have to go through hard things. So I'm grateful that I'm Marquette because of that. So, yeah. I guess I would want my community to know my story that we just shared and how also how Julie's a big part of my story. So really knowing her story, too, and just how like that's integrated into me and how that has shaped me and how Marquette has shaped me, too, and the experiences that I touched on before. I think also one thing that I do want to say thank you for having us on the podcast. And also, I want to say thank you to Marquette for all the opportunities and also the people at Marquette too, like our friends and our parents, faculty that have been, you know, other people that have been very supportive. And I guess like one message that I would want to display is that for Marquette students to use campus and college as a safety net in a way 
in that this is like a place where you might feel challenged at first, but that's good. And finding a community to help you feel like at home or just feel more comfortable, but taking those strides of like discomfort and just really trying a lot during college because there's so many organizations out there. You There's like so many resources. The professors are very welcoming and supportive if you ask them for help. And really like knowing how to ask for help too is important in college and using like your networking opportunities, getting involved and yeah, using your resources for sure. So I'd say definitely don't put limits on yourself while you're in college. But I just want to say thank you so much again for this opportunity. We really appreciate it. I, we hope that you guys enjoyed our story. And I thank you so much for sharing both your stories, Julie and Wendy. And just kind of keep in mind, I know that you're going to be graduating in May and you've got another year. You got a succession plan set for Community Books, you? Yeah, we are working on that. Okay. All right. Want to keep that, want to institutionalize that. Yeah. Maybe Marquette will take it over. <laughs> thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Your story stands as a testament to the amazing stories in our community yet to be uncovered. Our roots say that we're sisters podcast and the mural project seek to make these stories visible. Again, thanks to our sponsor, the Marquette Forum, Marquette's Office of Institutional Diversity and Inclusion, and the Haggerty Museum of Art for your support for this project.